Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a lot of baseball to talk about this week. Things are happening all across Major League Baseball as we get into the uh, very, very end of the season. We're in mid-August, I think about 50 games left in the season. The final third of the regular season is underway. Division races are locking up the wild card races are heating up those are going to be the ones to watch as we get down the stretch it's going to be an exciting couple of months of baseball trey uh how are you doing today as we talk about everything going on i'm good i mean uh, i'm good personally baseball wise i'm not doing the best uh we'll talk about that team you want to we can talk about that team first um uh so yeah, we can That's just get right fun. into it. Um, you know, we're all we're all there. We all feel for you. Um, actually, I don't know if I can say all of us because a lot of people. You don't, don't like feel it. for me. Stop it. Hey, hey, I know what it's like. Okay, I know what it's like to watch your team play terrible baseball. So, I I can I can relate. But um, yeah, the Yankees are having a a historically bad season by Yankee standards. Overall, they're like mediocre this year. But by Yankee they're standards, they're five hundred teams. It's, yeah. But by their well, they're just below 500 team right now. Yeah, but by their own standards, it's a a very bad year because you just said before we start recording. I think I've seen this that uh, this is the first time they've been under 500 at this point in the season since 1995. Yeah, and if they if they finish the year below 500, it'll be like the first time in over 30 years. Like basically not our lifetimes. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's 26 years old. A really um, impressive streak that they've been able to, you know, finish above 500 that many years in a row. But this season, I, I just uh, uh, nothing's going right for them. Um, I mean, Except Judge Garrett was out Cole. so long. Except yeah, Garrett Cole. Cole. Garrett Cole is pitching really well. Probably going to win the Cy Young. But you know, having Aaron Judge out for as long as he was, a uh, bunch of other injuries, guys just not playing really good baseball. Uh, you know, the thing we didn't even talk about it last week, but. Um, Anthony Rizzo going on the injured list with a concussion that is a result of a play that happened back in June. I think it took them two months to put him on the injured list for a concussion. Like what is going on over there? So just a lot of things going wrong for the Yankees. And I I think that if they finish below 500 and even if they don't, even, even if they don't finish above below 500, just based on what we've seen this year, I think there's gotta be some changes to the front office or the Brian Cashman needs to be, I said already, Brian Cashman needs to be fired over Aaron Boone. This roster is awful. This roster has had the same problems for the last five years. They strike out way too much. The lineup is too hot or cold. They have no consistency in their lineup. outside of one person. Aaron judge should not be leading this team in home runs with how much time he missed. Yeah. He has 22 home runs, which is still incredible considering how much time he's missed. But he should not be leading the team in home runs. No, he shouldn't. They I mean, are, someone else should be playing this is, better. Show, show, they're 23rd in runs. They're 29th in batting average. There are 30 teams in the Major League Baseball. They're 26th in all-base percentage. 
and they're 22nd in slugging. Their pitching stats are like average, 13th in ERA, 26 in quality starts, which is a weird stat at this point. Um, whip is 1.25, and their batting average is best in baseball. So they can't score runs. They cannot score runs to save their lives. Their offense is dependent on one person, and it's Aaron Judge. And that was the problem in the back half last season, and it's the problem they still have now. And, you know, Stanton hasn't particularly been well. Glaber Torres hit every other at bat feels like he hits into a double play, and I've been singing his praises this year. Like, there are too many issues with this lineup, and it could be coaching. It could – it's the roster construction. Like, But you can know, only do – in defensive Aaron Boone, you can only do so much with the roster you're given. So that's why yeah. I agree with you that it, it's, it falls on Brian Cashman's shoulders ultimately because he's the one that put this team together, and it's not a good team. Like, like you can put any manager out there, and it's going to be hard to get a lot of production out of this team. They're a really bad team, but there's probably they also have two players right now with the way they're playing or have played that you would you wouldn't take over everyone. Like if we built an all-star team, you know, your starting pitcher is probably the way he's played this year is probably Garrett Cole and your your right fielder or you can put him one of your outfielders is Aaron Judge. Yeah, like, absolutely. They have two of the best players in baseball, yet I mean, are they becoming the Angels? Are the Yankees becoming the Angels? Like They're the East Coast they Angels. Have good starting pitching. Cole's, Carlos Rodon, honestly, you know, since he's gotten back, has not been particularly great. Luis Severino is just gone. Like he's lost it. Um, their bullpen is not as good as it used to be. Like their bullpen was a strength of this team. Like was lights out one of the best bullpens in baseball, and that's gone now. But at the end of the day, they can't produce runs worth crap. And that's the real problem with this team. They cannot hit. Their hitting is awful. They have terrible run production. And that is what's costing them games. And you look at, you know, to make more of a case for firing Brian Cashman, I mean, what did they do last offseason? I don't remember them. They they brought back Aaron Judge, which was what they needed to do. But they didn't really add, I mean, Carlos Rondon, but... What else did they do to improve this team? And then at the deadline, where they were still, you know, they could be a contender if they had made the right moves at the deadline, and they just sat on their hands and did nothing. I mean, they could have gone out there and made some trades and brought in a couple of key pieces to help them play any any better at all, and they just didn't do anything. So, yeah, I think it all falls on Brian Cashman. He is the he's the architect of this team, and. He's not done a good job of putting a team together, so I think it's it's his it's it's his burden to bear, and I think that they got to get rid of him after this year. My guess, I said fire everybody. My guess is Boone's gone. My guess, I we'll see with Cashman. Um, I'd rather have Cashman fired over Boone. Um, but I think it's gonna be the other way around at the end of the day. Well, I already you, said fire everybody after they blew the game against the Marlins. So yeah, and then they did. got swept by the Braves. And what you texted me on Monday, right? Monday, and you said yeah. Yankees Braves. And what did I reply with? I said they're gonna get their ass kicked. And yep. what did they do? They got their ass kicked. They swept them. It was um, you know, I enjoyed the series, but I, I know that you going through a hard time this past That's week. That's okay. 
Um, um, but yeah, that's what's going on with the Yankees. A historically bad season by their standards. Um, yeah, the- I, I just, I, I just pulled it back up. I said the Braves will kick the Yankees' ass. That is exactly <laughs> what I wrote. You, uh, you were correct in that prediction. Sticking in the AL East, there's no easy way to make this transition. Um, it's really not good when the biggest stories in baseball come from off-the-field issues, and unfortunately, it's been that way with the Tampa Bay Rays this week. Wander Franco, one of the brightest young players in the game, is currently on the restricted list and under investigation after social media reports surfaced on Sunday, I think it was, that he was involved in a relationship with a 14-year-old girl. Uh, And this is coming out of the Dominican Republic. So he got a day off on Sunday. He was not in the lineup on Sunday. And during the Rays game, all these reports, rumors started flying on social media. And after the game, the media asked Kevin Cash about the the day off. And he said it was just a scheduled off day for Franco. And he wasn't going to comment on any of the rumors. And then Monday, the team left for a road trip and Franco was not on the flight. And later that day, they put out a statement saying that he was on the restricted list as a uh, investigation was opened up in the Dominican Republic. And now MLB is conducting its own investigation into these rumors of the uh, improper relationship. And a, a new report today by Hector Gomez says that he thinks Wander Franco is unlikely to ever play in the MLB again. Wow. Didn't didn't the Rays sign him to an extension this last all season too? I right? think so. Or was it a rookie year or something? He uh they signed him in November of 2021. They signed him to an 11-year, $182 million contract. That's insane. Yeah, I remember texting with you about this and like you know, the way, like, if you, if a story breaks overnight and you wake up kind of late in the morning, like, you don't see it exactly. So, like, I had to do, like, the deep dive. Like, all you see is the suspension part. And you're like, what is that? And then you see the social media post. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, um, not good. Yeah. So... It's a 14-year-old girl. Like, and he's. 28 right 26 oh no he's young i mean not that it makes it it okay in any way but he's way younger than that i think he's only 22 22 yeah he's only 22 still not good not okay at all no but yeah so there's there's not a whole lot we can say about this right now because the investigation is still ongoing yeah we just kind of are just being like i mean Between now and the last time we recorded, no sh- and we can transition to Shane McClanahan now getting Tommy John and we'll miss the rest of this year and next year. Like without Wander Franco, like from a, I'm, I'm talking from a baseball point of view, right? Like, don't you feel a raise sort of and not their ace starting pitcher, like or one of their aces, like. I, I feel like Tampa, you know, Tampa's going to make the playoffs and stuff. They had too good of a start and their record's too good. But I really don't have confidence in them advancing. No, it's a big blow to their to their chances in the postseason. 
obviously a big blow to their season next year because Shane McClanahan's going to be out next year after undergoing Tommy John surgery. And, you know, Wander Franco, from a baseball perspective, he's one of the players they were building this team around. Pretty much him and Randy Rosarina are their two young star position players. And they were building this team around them. And, I mean, it's going to be a massive blow to the baseball side of the Rays uh, if they don't have the production that they would get from a guy like Wander Franco, because he was the number one prospect when he came up and he's, he was there. I mean, he was the future of the franchise. And so it's, um, I mean, it's not good for their, for their baseball chances. Neither of these things are him, uh, him being out and Shane McClanahan missing the rest of this year. And I think all of next year with Tommy John surgery, it's not, not good for their chances at all. So it'll be uh Interesting to see how things go, you know, once they get to the postseason. And then next year, I mean, I don't know. It, it It's going to be uh, – could be a rough season for the race. Yes, very much could. I I am uh, – this is – this it, it, you know, when – this is a team that has a small margin when it comes to building a roster because they are a low-budget team. Um, I, uh, you know, when you have some blows to it, it, it definitely is going to affect it. So that's everything going on in the American league East right now. The Orioles still on top in that division with a uh, two game lead over the Rays right now, shifting over to the national league in the wild card race. Things are getting interesting over there. And one team is uh, kind of surging now, coming a little bit out of nowhere. They've, I mean, they've been hanging around kind of all season, but now they're really shooting up into the wild card race, and that's the Chicago Cubs, who are six and four in their last ten, but they're in the third wild card spot right now, and they've been playing pretty good baseball recently. Yeah, uh, I really like. You know, I saw a graphic this morning where last month they had like a six percent chance of making the playoffs, and now they have a fifty-two percent chance to make the playoffs. Um, no Marcus Stroman for uh, the next little bit. It's going to hurt them a little bit. He's out with a rib injury. But their lineup has come to life. I think Cody Bellinger's resurgence this year has been really good. I think him doing a prove-it deal is going to be really good for him. Um, their game last night, as we record Thursday night against the White Sox, I got to see the highlights. It was incredible. They had a walk-off. Um, and obviously, so... It's uh, it, it's cool to see Chicago. You know, it, it'd be cool to see the Cubs back in the postseason because they're 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 you know their fans, their loyalty is always great come postseason. Like, you know, it, it it's gonna be cool to get the cool fan bases in. Like, like imagine a series between Philadelphia and Chicago, or Philadelphia or Chicago and Atlanta. Like, the, those series are gonna be awesome because yeah. of the fans. So, uh, getting another great you know, fan base. Like I'm not here to bash the race, but a race playoff game at Tropicana ain't it. Like it ain't it. No. Like that's not. <laughs> like, come on. It's so more more of these fan bases, like, I'm so pumped. Even if it's the Orioles, like I'm so pumped to watch those games in Camden. Those playoff games in Camden. It's gonna, gonna be, be exciting. Awesome. Baseball is, it's a lot of fun when the teams, you know, the classic teams that have been around forever are good, like the Cubs, 
the Braves, um, you know, the Reds. It's fun when the Reds are good, and they've been hanging around this year as well. They're right in the wild card race, too, still. So it's fun when those those kind of teams are having good years. So if the Cubs make it to the playoffs and we get a, a matchup, like, like a Philadelphia Cubs matchup, like you said, that would be really exciting. I would like to see that. Because, I mean, the Phillies fan base is just on another level. And games yeah, at Susan Bank Park are insane. I guess the only way the Cubs do it is it, the only way that happens is that the Cubs win their division, right? Uh, I don't know, man. The, <laughs> the bracket is so confusing these days. I forget how it works. The top yeah, two seeds get a bye. Yeah, so the Braves would get a bye, and the winner, the and the Dodgers would get a bye. Yeah. So the Central would take on the number. The Central champ would take on the worst wild card team. And then the other two wild card teams play each other, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, I think so. So looking at the NL wild card, the Phillies would take on the central champ. And then the Giants and the Cubs would play each other, which that would be a good series. Yeah, it would. I mean that would be interesting. So too. so if which the Cubs are only so I'm looking at it now, two and a half games back at the Brewers, that and if the Phillies stay where they're at, which um uh, which I can confirm that is uh, they're probably gonna keep that up because they're playing really good baseball. That'd be fun. It would. You mentioned so. Cody Bellinger having a a bit of a career resurgence too, and I want to talk a little bit more about that because I really like to see that because you, I mean, he's a guy that came on so hot to start his career, winning Rookie of the Year. I think he led the National League in home runs that year too. He and won an that- MVP. Yeah, two years later, he won an MVP. So, like, two insanely good years right at the beginning of his career. And then he just kind of fell off a cliff. And last year, I mean, he was awful last year. Like, didn't even deserve to be in the everyday starting lineup. And so then he goes in free agency and signs a deal with the Cubs. And now he's batting 327 with an OPS of 933, 18 home runs, 59 RBIs. I mean, he's having a really good year for the Cubs. So I like to see that because he he had such a promising start to his career that it was just kind of shocking the way he he just fell off there. So, um, I mean, I hope that he can keep it going the rest of this year and then maybe have another couple of good years uh, wherever he goes next. Obviously, like you said, I think this is a one-year deal with the sh- Chicago. So kind of proving himself and then, going to go out and sign a probably try to get a longer term deal next year. And uh, I mean, who knows where he could end up, but I think that he, he's definitely proven that he's still got it. Yeah. I mean, his wars has 4.2, which matches his first two years in the league. And then his, his second year uh, or his, his third year, he went to, to nine. So he's playing yeah, great he's, baseball. Yeah. And it, it's cool to see. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Um, what if he takes on the Dodgers, like Cody Bellinger? That would be entertaining. Cubs. Yeah. Or Dansby Swanson, who's playing really well, takes on the Braves. Yeah. Either of those could be good matchups. There we go. Uh, one more Shoot. NL Central tidbit real quick. Um, the Diamondbacks designated Carson Kelly for assignment this week. So you week, mean and that the means, NL West no, listen, tidbit? Listen, listen. No, the Diamondbacks me. are in this. Okay, okay. finish. Uh, Carson Kelly has been designated for assignment by the Diamondbacks, and that means the Diamondbacks no longer have anyone left from the trade that they made with the Cardinals for Paul Goldschmidt. That was the NL Central connection. So, Well, the, the Cardinals sent, suck, so it's okay. But they got an MVP year out of Goldschmidt, and 
I mean, the, the the Diamondbacks sent Goldschmidt to the Cardinals, and they got practically nothing in return. Yeah, and let's check in. Diamondbacks are sixty-one and sixty. The Cardinals are fifty-four and sixty-seven. So the Diamondbacks are still doing better right now. Should we right. should we play? I'm just saying. I, I mean, know, that's I a know. fact. Yeah. I mean, right. it's an awful trade, and you're right. Uh, you know what I was thinking about right. just randomly today? Remember Troy Tulowitzki and how good he was? Too low! Early in his career. I mean, that guy yeah. was fun to watch. Remember he played on the Yankees? Yeah, for like a year at the end of his career. He didn't even play the whole season, I think. Nope. Yeah. Just a random okay. thought. He was he was good. All right, yeah, he let's was. do the Immaculate Grid. All right, so looking at the columns you have the twins the braves all-star looking at the rose phillies mariners mvp um do you want to do ronald Acuna jr for the, uh, the braves mvp well he hasn't won an mvp yet exact oh that is right good he's good going save. to this year yeah did chipper win it chipper won an MVP. yeah right? he won one there we go well, we're good good save If I can spell, I can be really good at this game. Uh, Twins MVP. Did Maurer win an MVP? Yeah. Okay. Joe Maurer. Cool. You mean to spell it for you? No, I got it. Maurer power. All right. Who's an all-star and MVP? Um, to name a lot. Cody Bellinger. Uh, there we go. Boom. 2% on that one. That was good. Nice. All right. You want to finish out all-stars or do you want to f- – uh, start doing the teams. Yeah, let's do all stars. All right, Mariners all star, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Phillies all star. Did Bryce Harper? No, I don't think he's been an all star since he's been in Philadelphia. Surprisingly, J- JT Rall- JT did though. Probably. He has. Boom. There we go. All right, Braves. You want to do Braves Phillies? Uh. Did Glavin pitch for the Phillies? No. Jeff Francoeur did. I think Dale Murphy might have played for the Phillies also. Jeff Francoeur, I know, did. All right, we'll do the. All right, there we go. Jeff Francoeur. Uh, Mariners, Braves. Um, Robinson Cano played like half a season with the Braves. There we go. That's correct. There we go. All right, Twins, Phillies. Twins, Phillies. Nelson Cruz played for the um, Mariners once, right? Yeah. He played for the Twins. Yeah. All right, we need one more. Twins Phillies is the last one we need. Yeah. I don't know too many Twins players. That's a it's a tough one. Sonny Gray never pitched for the Phillies. No. Did I think Jim Tomey might have played like one season with the Twins, and I know he was with the Phillies for a little bit. Did Joey Gallo play for the Phillies? No. Jim Tomey did play for the Phillies, or the Twins. My twins. Bad. Okay. All right. Nice. Oh, we forgot Craig Kimbrell. And by uh, the way, yeah. I could have I could have put Bryce Harper in. For MVP for All Star. 
Yep. Huh. I didn't think he'd been an all-star since going to Philadelphia. Unless Was it this year? Might have been. It's surprising because he, he won an MVP, but he wasn't an all-star that year. Shockingly, our middle row was the exact same as most people. And then two of our three on the MVP line were the exact same, but we they obviously went with Mike Trout. Oh, that makes sense. Done no, a time sorry, I was I was wrong about this. Harper was an all star last year, but he didn't play in the game. That was I had seen a stat a couple of weeks ago that he hasn't played in an all star game since he's been a Philly. So he was an all star last year, he just didn't play in the game. Gotcha. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, connect with us at Matkins News at Trey Lyle BT at Foul Ball Area. Leave us that five star review. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.